Welcome to the Aligned Podcast, hosted by Jess, spiritual medium and intuitive healer, and Allie, intuitive astrologer. A conversation between friends sharing our experiences as we navigate a purposeful life aligned, rooted in earth and guided by our intuition. Together, we'll talk about what it's like to be in flow with the universe, sharing the tools and wisdom that we've used to access our intuition, trust the pings, and bring forth healing into our daily lives. You were born with this innate ability to tap into your inner wisdom. We'll discuss how to clear the fears, limiting beliefs that keep you from accessing your highest potential. Our intention is to provide support and create a community for anyone curious about their own spiritual path, regardless of where you're at in your journey. Thanks for joining us and enjoy the episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Line Podcast. We have a lot to cover. I'm going to do uh, an energy update and kind of talk about what exactly is unfolding, why there's so much tension in the air, um, the massive uh, tragedy that occurred, and what exactly is the evolutionary lesson um, of these times, of the thick, dense, hot, heated energy we find ourselves in. Um, If we look at uh, what's kind of unfolded over the first half half of this year. Now we're, you know, at the the center point of the year. We're entering into June. You know, entering into a new chapter. We're in Gemini season, um, and it's a good time to kind of sit and reflect on what has unfolded and why we're here and what's the next chapter. You know, about what's unfolding. We have a pretty tricky. Um, and quite challenging summer as far as astrological transits. But what's happening right now in particular is really, really big. So when we look at um, this eclipse that just unfolded, we're still kind of in the hangover period of that. That will continue through the month of May. Uh, And that was all about power, attachment, embodiment, safety. All of these themes um, that Taurus is really evoking uh, from our spirit, from our soul, uh, to find within our own physical form. And that's the lesson of the Scorpio and Taurus axis is what is our relationship to power? What is our relationship to the safety systems that are activated when we feel out of control, out of our power, when we face our fears, when we have um, things that are really activating externally, um, activate our internal safety systems, our nervous system, our subconscious beliefs, and just our survival. We have a survival framework, um, and that's what we're in. So when we look at the big picture, because I work with Hawk Medicine and it's always, you know, looking at the big, big picture, right? Um, When I work with clients, we zoom from all the way up here, all the way in down into the roots of their systems, their patterns, the root of the core wounds that dictate and run our life without us even knowing that. And that's what we're in. That's what we're focusing on. There's a theme. And when we think about that theme and we think about the ways in which we're called to that survival framework, that activation and that core of the history of our soul, the history of this life, um, within that core, which these eclipses have brought us to because they're asking for us to break 
open um, into a new chapter, a new layer to realign with our divine path. When we meet those thresholds or those new opportunities or those new chapters, we can feel it, right? Anxiety is, um, you know, the energetic of anxiety is that our subconscious is um, essentially receiving the message that there's change, that there's expansion on the horizon. And so anxiety can be a powerful alchemical container. It can be something that we transmute through, that we push through, and that we use to inform um, where our work lies. You know, So when we think of anxiety, and I've had to reframe my relationship with my anxiety because it means that I'm cracking into something new, that I'm expanding, that I'm being asked to adopt radical courage. And so we welcome Aries. And this time, this survival framework that we're in, when we're feeling our fears activated, it it's the study of our reaction to that activation. You know, if we're reacting or responding, reactions from our fear, from our survival, and response is through a sacred pause, through um, an invitation, an opportunity to actually explore what's beneath the fear, you know? So that's what we're in. Um, The eclipses were are always gigantic evolutionary portals. They're activating, they're triggering because they are – they don't ask permission. They don't ask permission to create change in our life. Um, they are karmic in that they bring in or remove whatever is no longer in alignment with our divine path, with our evolutionary trajectory. And we've all, you know, seen this unfold in our lives in different ways. Either we're called to deepen into our relationships. What does that mean? It means that we're being more exposed, that we're asked to crack open, that we're asked to show up differently in that brings our fears, that brings our attachment systems to the surface. Maybe we're entering into a new portal or a new chapter of work. We're being asked to perhaps leave something and enter into something new. What does that do? It brings up our core wounds around money, our survival framework, which has not only our attachment systems, but also our relationship with money, our survival all within that space. And so thinking about what this eclipse evoked within us, what it brought to the surface. Um, and now we're in not only a Mercury retrograde, which I kind of talked about last week um, in the energy update around Mercury retrograde, but we're also in this Aries portal. And when we look at Mercury retrograde, it's it's having us revisit. So there's kind of a few different things at play. There's this eclipse energy, which is really still, we're still in, we're still kind of picking up the pieces of this eclipse, noticing what has changed, maybe feeling into where this summer is taking you until we meet the next eclipse in October. Um, Perhaps allowing our nervous systems to regulate and come back to our center point so that we can feel more into our power. And perhaps our power has shifted. Our nervous system has shifted over the last um, six months. And then we're in Mercury retrograde. So as we know, retrograde is appealing back. It's when the surface of the water is no longer as clear as it once was before. So it means we have to go a bit deeper and just kind of sit with the discomfort of not knowing, of things not being as clear as they were before, of conflict. So Mercury retrograde revisiting things, um, people, relationships, patterns that we thought we'd let go of. Um, and then we have all of this Aries energy. And so I don't know if you felt it over the weekend, Mars moved into Aries and it's now conjunct Jupiter in Aries. So this is a very 
big theme and it will continue through the summer. And when we look at Aries, we look at the warrior, the, um, we look at fire. It's the beginning of the Zodiac. It's kind of like that explosion that creates life. You know, it's the first, it's the baby of the Zodiac. It's the first sign. It's newness. It's action. It's war. And when we look at Mars, it's the same thing. It's war. It's the masculine. It's in its shadow. Um, I guess Mars and Aries together is the daytime. And so it's it's the daytime war. It's daytime Mars. So it means that there's this newness, this action, this um, perhaps uh, automatic default system that we have. And so what's happening when we look at Aries, Aries' evolutionary purpose is to move through fear, is to create action amidst fear amidst um, newness, you know, allowing ourselves to say, okay, I feel you, I feel you, but I'm moving through you instead of allowing it to push you back. And so that's the energy we, energy that we're in. We have all of these new things that this eclipse is calling in for us, um, these things that are more aligned for our evolutionary journey, um, the things that perhaps we didn't want to let go of, but we have to, you know, for our greatest and highest good, the things that are coming in that we actually don't know of yet, or, or maybe feeling our subconscious is intuiting, our, our being is intuiting and our subconscious is feeling this newness coming in um, and is responding. And so when we look at Aries, we look at Mars specifically in Aries, it can be very abrupt. It can be very um, reactive. It can be, um, it can respond from a place of fear in its shadow rather than strength and power and courage. And so that's what we want to observe um, with all the happenings unfolding around us, the tragedy of um, the the shooting in Texas of the school children in the school, um, the actual unfolding of our systems, the not even unfolding, but the the crumbling of so many of our systems, the exposure of the dark energy that's within our political systems, our um, healthcare systems, our uh, safety systems that we've relied on up until this point. We're seeing the shadow of it exposed. Uh, And what that means is that we're now faced with our deepest core activation of our survival, our deepest fears, our core wounds. Specifically because we have Mars, the planet of action and war, and Jupiter, which is expands anything it touches. So when these two are working together in an already explosive and fiery sign like Aries, it means there's anger, there's frustration, there's fire in the air. It allows us, you know, because I always look at the higher ex- highest expression of the astrological energy. It allows us the opportunity to look at our survival systems, our default systems that we move into when we feel fearful or activated or triggered. And that's where our work lies. Where do we go when we feel or we're met with our core wound? I had over the weekend my abandonment wound activated, which I've talked about, you know, on the podcast before with Jess. And it's, definitely my greatest teacher in this life. Um, I'm a Libra in the 12th house and loss is for me my greatest teacher. And so when I met with fear of loss of something I love dearly, it activates my abandonment wound. And, you know, I've, I've done a lot of work around it. Um, but 
being eclipse season and the eclipse in my first house, being Mercury retrograde, being all of this Mars and Aries energy, I was faced with that wound in a way that I hadn't been faced with it before in a completely transparent and beautiful mirror by my partner, you know, and I got to work through it in a loving container rather than experiencing it through loss, through the actualization of my wound. It was more of, hey, I see this, you see this, let's sit together and actually I can witness you in the beauty of uncovering it, you know, uncovering the parts of me that would rather grip and control than face the fear of of loss, you know, which is always a potential in deep love. Um, and that's what makes it so scary and exposing. So for me, I could feel that. I could feel the anger that came up that I didn't know was actually there, the frustration, the anger, the fear um, of that I was facing with my ego being exposed in that way. It was incredibly triggering. Um, and I realized that's where we're at as a collective. And we're all seeing it play out in different ways. Mine was through relationships, which is my greatest teacher with my 12th house Libra. Um for many people, it's, you know, with uh, indifferent dynamics. It could either be, you know, their self-worth through work or through living situations or friends, community, whatever it is. But knowing that right now we're being met with our core wounds, our deepest fears, because there's an examination of our survival framework that needs to happen. When we see tragedy and terrifying you know, terror and, um, you know, uh, all these things unfold that are so deeply traumatizing, the trauma that's, that's unfolding. We see what happens within our own system. When we, when we witness it externally, it activates our internal realm and that is our survival framework. That's our survival network. Um, what's informed in that space, what informs that space is essentially our childhood. You know, so when I when I work with clients, I go down to the root, the core root of these patterns and a default pattern, which could be avoidance. It could be pulling away and just, you know, defaulting to, well, this is exactly what the problem is and this is what I know and this is what I'm focusing on because it's easier to focus on something and avoid going deeper into an activation than it is to go deeper into an activation. If you know, there's something that we believe a belief a belief system we've held true, but we're not spending the time to examine why we believe in that or why we default to that. Then we're doing a disservice to ourselves, to our collective. So that's that's the energy is working with these core wounds, knowing they're being activated with Chiron and Aries. Um, we also have Venus um, in Aries, the Moon in Aries today specifically. Chiron. We have. Um, Mars and now Jupiter all in Aries. And so that's that's what's happening is the surfacing of our core wounds, the surfacing of um, our deepest fears, you know, of what it looks like and how we respond when that gets touched. And it's getting touched in different ways. You know, we're, we're seeing the reflection, of course, of, you know, um, it being touched in the past with this Mercury retrograde, but also in a different way. And so when we enter into new layers of this healing journey, that's the thing. We activate new parts. And so thinking about the journey 
of this evolutionary journey that we're on, this um, lasagna, if you will, (laughs) of healing, where we hit one layer and then um, the next time around we meet that same core wound because our core wounds are our teachers. Chiron is our teacher. And I'll kind of go into a little bit about Chiron and what it means. Um, It means that we have this beautiful opportunity to essentially um, meet our core wounds in a different way, in a different scenario, in a different relationship, in a different um, part of you. You know, we change and we evolve and we grow throughout this journey so much. And when we meet that core wound again, it can be really discouraging. It can be really sad. It can be, um, you know, sometimes I think like, oh my gosh, I thought I took care of you or I thought I transmuted you or I can't believe you're still here. How embarrassing. You know, I do so much work and I think that I'm on this path. And then all of a sudden we're humbled by the appearance of our core wound. And that's such an important part of this journey in this life is just seeing and pouring love into the parts of us we'd rather discard, you know, the parts of us that are that don't feel in alignment with our higher self but are essential in this human experience. And so when we look at Chiron itself, knowing that Mars, the planet of war, Jupiter, the planet of expansion, Chiron, the celestial body of the wounded, wounded healer, um, Venus and the moon, uh, we look at core wounding within relationships. And that's what we're noticing. That's what we're seeing. What is our relationship with loss, Scorpio? What is our relationship with the deepest core fears we have around um, violence or trauma? or um, And where is the density within our bodies, the trauma within our bodies that this is activating? How does our nervous system respond? Do we go into fight? Do we go into the channel of anger and just trying to put an, slap an easy solution onto it without examining further why we go there? Or do we go into a complete fawn, a complete disassociation from the physical plane, from what's happening in front of us? Um, and this is all the magic of this time. So if I could give you any advice, it would truly be to breathe, to focus on a longer exhale than an inhale, um, maybe like a four count inhale, a seven or eight count exhale, um, to feel into your pelvic floor, press your feet onto the earth, to move your hips, to sit with the discomfort that we're feeling collectively, individually, where the fear, where the terror, where the anger activates within your own body and move it through. Sit with it, dance, scream, whatever you need to do, but please don't default back to what you would have before without bringing awareness to it. Um, Yes, (laughs) it is a very, very big time. The work I'm doing with clients right now is wild, um, wildly transformative. It's it's deep collective healing. It's deep root healing um, of the roots of these patterns. And when we look at, you know, a default pattern, say if you have a a default to move into a flight response um, within your nervous system. So you feel the activation, you feel the fear and you drop into a fight. You want to, you want to scream, you want to yell at your partner, you want to, um, you know, drop into that really defensive mode. If we invite perhaps a different response into this time, it not only starts to rewire our experiences, but it allows us to open the doors to why do we default there? What's beneath the anger? Because I can tell you there's always something beneath it. There's always something deeper. Um, perhaps it's grief. Perhaps it's shame. But in that root of it, and this is what I do with clients, is we go to the roots of these patterns, I see a story. And it's 
a story from childhood. It's a story from um, past lives, different dimensions. It's a story um, of ancestry, of inherited patterns and beliefs, um, genetics. (laughs) It's a story that is woven with all of these different parts. And so it's not just a simple solution. It's not just a one answer. It's um, really just a matrix of different things that make up the fabric of uh, this activation or this trigger, this pattern. And so when we can get to that and we can pour love and compassion into it, it means that we um, can transmute it. We can move it. We can change and shift how it you know, projects our reality now. And so the beauty of this time is that all of this is raw, open, exposed. Our core wounds are being activated by this um, presence of Mars and Venus and the moon and Jupiter and Aries with Chiron and Aries. Um, And things are heightened. Things are open. Things are intense. And that's an opportunity to go deeper into the wound. And so um, I'm sending all of you lots of love. I know it's a very intense time. There's immense grief and uh, grief in itself is such a powerful alchemical container. I uh, love the work of Francis Weller and there's a lot of things, um, you know, within his writing that have helped me in such deep, deep times, Um, you know, uh, and this is just one quote of his that has been so supportive of me and and using grief as a portal, grief as um, a portal of growth, a portal of deepening, of deeper love. Um, Our broken hearts have the potential to open us to a wider sense of identity, one capable of seeing through the partitions that have segregated self from the world. Through grief, we're initiated into a more inclusive conversation between our singular lives and the soul of the world. We're coming to understand that there is no isolated self stranded in the cosmos. We're participants in an entwined and entangled net of connections with a continuous exchange of light, air, gravity, thought, color, sound, all coalescing in the elegant dance that is our shared life. It is the broken heart that can let slip into its core the shimmer of a salmon gliding just under the surface of the water, the startling arc of the swift, the wonder of Mozart, and the sheer beauty of a sunrise. Our refusal to acknowledge grief and death has twisted us into a culture riddled with death. Death rattles through our streets daily in school shootings, suicides, murders, overdoses. Hillsides are stripped of trees, leaving homeless the countless others who once dwelled within canopies, along creek beds, and in the underbrush. Oceans are mined and emptied of fish. Death pervades our culture, becoming a presence we cannot contain or ultimately honor. Grief offers a wild alchemy that transmutes suffering into fertile ground. We're made real and tangible by the experience of sorrow adding substance and weight to our world. We're stripped of excess and revealed as human in our times of grief. In a very real way, grief ripens us, pulls us up from the depths of our souls what is most authentic in our beings. In truth, without some familiarity with sorrow, we do not mature as men and women. It is the broken heart, the heart that knows great sorrow, that is also capable of genuine love.
Those are some beautiful words by um, Francis Weller, and his book is one of my favorites, and it's called um, The Wild Edge of Sorrow. And so if you're feeling this, looking for a channel, looking for something to channel your grief, your anger, your frustration into, I would highly recommend his book. Um, We all cross um, initiations through grief at some point in our lives with the loss of loved ones, um, you know, just collective loss. And so I would love to offer that um, bit of wisdom from him to you all as you walk through this portal, as you navigate the rest of this month and into June as we navigate this Aries portal. And I'm sending you all lots and lots of love. If you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, leave a five-star review, share with friends and family, and follow us on Instagram. For more details on this episode, please see the show notes. Thanks for your support and thanks for listening.